How do you feel great on vacation? Like really good? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool white sand beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll immerse yourself in natural wonder and find your center on an island where things move at your speed. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. This is Optimal Health Daily, episode 1166, an excerpt from the book Hardwired by Dr. Robert Barrett and Dr. Louis Hugo Francescuti. And I'm Dr. Neil. Happy Tuesday and happy election day here in the US and welcome back to another week of Optimal Health Daily where I act as your narrator of the best health and fitness blogs all for free. I cover fitness, diet and nutrition, stress management, weight management, and lots more. Just like an audiobook, but from a bunch of different authors. And then on Fridays, I answer your questions right here on the show. Now, I occasionally narrate from books and that's the case today. I'll tell you about the authors right after the reading. But let's keep this intro nice and short and get right to it and start optimizing your life. An excerpt from the book Hardwired by Dr. Robert Barrett and Dr. Louis Hugo Francescuti. For the past thousand years, our lifespans have been slowly and steadily increasing. With the exception of somewhat unscheduled plagues and wars, each generation has enjoyed their years on our planet a slight bit longer than the previous. That is, until now. Rather shockingly, new research indicates that segments of the population have begun just recently to experience a reversal of this thousand-year-long trend. Moreover, while other wealthy nations around the world continue to see a steady march toward longer lives, mysteriously, the reversal in lifespan is, thus far, only evident in the United States. Our longevity, including our visible lack of health, is the most apparent and abundant measure of proof that our incredibly evolved physiology is falling short in its capacity to adapt to a world in which all the previously hard-won sugars, fats, and salts are now everywhere and in abundance. The very same urges to consume high-energy food at every opportunity still inform our behavior. The outcome of the widening gap between our rapid ecosystem changes and our slow-moving physiology are becoming all too evident. The hardest hit in terms of longevity decline are less educated women, whose life expectancy has dropped five years over a 20-year period. On average, college-educated women now live a full decade longer than their non-educated counterparts and college-educated men live nearly 13 years longer than non-educated men. For demographers, this is a cataclysmic event. This alarming trend runs counter to predictions that life expectancy at birth would soon rise to 100 years in developed countries. Formal calculations by the United Nations had suggested that centenarian status, the term for 100 years old, 
would be the average life expectancy by the year 2300. Other scientists were even more optimistic, suggesting that in the next 50 to 60 years, newborns would enjoy an average life expectancy of 100 years. Such predictions in the rise of lifespan are really not too difficult to grasp. Modern medicine, including technological breakthroughs in diagnosis and repair, organ transplants, as well as our vast array of pharmaceuticals, are undoubtedly holy instruments in the pursuit of longer lives. Advances in human growth hormone, or HGH, and other non-senescence technologies will surely bring even more realistic promises of longer and healthier lives as well. What makes this even more troubling is that the United States now produces more medical innovation in a year than all other countries combined. So to see such a sharp and unexpected decline in lifespan in a nation of that caliber is both equally troubling and baffling. According to oft-quoted Occam's razor, the simplest answer is usually the right answer. So it's therefore tempting to theorize that less educated folk are simply not able to secure the kinds of jobs that would afford them corporate health and dental plans, grant them levels of disposable income to buy gym memberships and mountain bikes, or allow them to eat fresh organic whole foods. This is perhaps the simplest explanation, and it's certainly not without merit. The other explanation, however, has to do with behavior. Today, nearly one-third of Americans, or 100 million people, suffer from chronic pain. Treatment options often include prescription opioids such as hydrocodone, like Vicodin, and oxycodone, like Percocet, which have soared from 76 million prescriptions in 1991 to 207 million in 2013. Today, America consumes nearly 100% of the worldwide Vicodin supply. Opioid drugs not only reduce pain, they provide a sense of well-being for the user, but at a cost. The opioid drug activates the same reward-seeking part of the brain that responds to heroin and morphine. But like many addictive substances, the desired effects often wane over time, meaning more of the drug is needed to achieve the same result. In some cases, opioid users quit and then start the drug again, but at previously tolerated levels that are much too high for the brain. In 2012, over 5% of the U.S. population, 12 years and older, were using opioids non-medically. Our brains, both stalwart guardians of our bodies and nefarious gate openers for Trojan horses like sugar and salt, harbor a weakness of kryptonite proportions, the dopamine-fueled reward circuitry. Overcoming instantaneous reward is not easy. Our ancient brain has evolved for survival and provides us with simple, nearly automatic orders about whether to run from a thing, hide from it, eat it, or have with it. Keeping this rather crude part of our brain in check is our prefrontal cortex, the larger forebrain near our forehead, that provides us with reasoning, judgment, planning, and sound decision-making. Indeed, it's this executive function that separates us from the rest of the animal world. The prefrontal cortex allows us to plan, to set goals, and to control our urge for instant gratification. Many of us can relate to this. When we see a chocolate glazed donut or a bag of salty chips, we need to dig deep into our willpower if we want to hold off eating it. Literally defined as empowering our will, willpower is the uniquely human capacity to manage our choices and behavior so that we can ultimately plan and achieve goals. 
just as an overactive and oversatisfied reward circuitry seeking sugar and fat seems to create a rather primitive habituation spiral, the opposite can be true for those who work hard to overcome these more basic hardwired drives. This is a critical piece. It is about overcoming short-term urges in order to achieve long-term goals. For those of us who routinely give in to urges, dietary or otherwise, we know that our brains begin to change in reaction to a form of decision-making based on satisfying habits, rather than goal-oriented decision. Turning this ship around is not without challenge. As willpower satisfies short-term rather than long-term thinking and emotional rather than logical thought processes, it's important that we set achievable short-term goals that bring about a sense of excitement and accomplishment. These short-term goals make up medium-term goals and eventually long-term goals. Experimenters began to investigate the idea that our willpower is not fixed and limitless, but that we can run out of willpower, like running out of gas in your car. When we spend a great deal of time being disciplined, our brains seem to run out of willpower and we revert to something that feeds our short-term emotional urges. The secret is to permit ourselves momentary or tactical indulgences in order to replenish our willpower levels, so long as it's not harmful, of course. Give ourselves the permission to fulfill our short-term emotional side, and we will ultimately enjoy more achievable and sustainable levels of long-term self-control. You just listened to an excerpt from the book Hardwired by Dr. Robert Barrett and Dr. Louis Hugo Francescuti. Delicious meets nutritious in the snack that packs a real protein punch, wonderful pistachios. Each one-ounce serving of wonderful pistachios has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value and making wonderful pistachios one of the highest protein nuts. But perhaps more than that, I love all of the flavors they have. Their sea salt and vinegar ones are my favorite when I'm craving that flavor but want to keep it healthy. But that's just the tip of the iceberg. Wonderful pistachios come in a variety of flavors like chili roasted, honey roasted, smoky barbecue, and jalapeno lime. Perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. So fill up with a healthy snack when hunger strikes. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. That's wonderfulpistachios.com. The full title of the book is Hardwired, How Our Instincts to Be Healthy Are Making Us Sick, and you can find it on Amazon. Dr. Robert Barrett is an analyst, writer, and commentator on issues of security and foreign affairs, and is the recipient of 11 major academic awards for his work on recruitment and indoctrination into armed groups. You can find him at drrobertbarrett.com. And Dr. Louis Hugo Francescuti is an emergency and preventive medicine physician, a university professor, an international speaker, past president of the Canadian Medical Association, and past president of the Royal College of Physicians and Surgeons of Canada. And his site is drlou.ca. That's D-R-L-O-U dot C-A. Thanks to them both for letting me share their work. Dr. Neil here for my commentary. Look, since I'm such a comic book nerd, the authors had me when they referenced kryptonite. 
and they were absolutely right about our willpower. And I wanna be clear, me and today's authors are all vulnerable to the same issues with willpower. Why? Well, it's because we're human too. So yes, our willpower runs out too. Remember I shared a story where I, as a health professional that studies health behavior, gained eight pounds over the holidays? How could this have happened? Well, between October 31st and January 1st, I was surrounded by very tasty food and treats. My willpower was constantly being tested, and I thought my willpower muscle was stronger than it turned out to be. So over those two months, my willpower was basically gone. Now, I'll admit this happened a while ago, but I obviously haven't forgotten that experience. Since then, I learned a lot about myself. I am a big believer in what doctors Barrett and Francescuthi recommend, what they call tactical indulgences. Allowing myself a little indulgence every now and then, but not letting that derail me from my goals. A little indulgence refuels my willpower and prevents me from feeling deprived. But here's my disclaimer. If eating a bit of leftover Halloween candy is your kryptonite, it may lead to a complete relapse of old eating behaviors, then these little tactical indulgences may backfire. So, know yourself and determine what's best for you. For me, a little tactical indulgence isn't my kryptonite. It's just part of the tactical gear I keep in my wannabe Batman utility belt. For you, it may be your kryptonite, and you're gonna wanna stay far away from it. All right, that'll do it for me for today. Thank you so much for subscribing. Thank you for being here every day. Thank you for sharing the show with someone. I hope you have a great rest of your election day for those of us in the U.S., and I'll see you back here tomorrow where your optimal life awaits.